We hope you enjoyed the brief intermission. Please enjoy the rest of the show. Why? No reason. Uh, co- <laughs> yeah, Cosby Dev actually said it means it, it means nothing. I just did it to make the character more interesting. Oh my god. I'm drawing connections now to the movie Rubber. <laughs> Why was this done? No reason. Fuck if I know, but let's go. Fuck if I know, this is a this is a sentient tire that sets people on fire and makes them explode. Um because, you know, fuck it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so then we go to, there's the Bronze Pyramids, which have Egyptian music, and there's some twin there's some twin monsters, which are crazy and hard, but fortunately there's a mechanic where you can make one of them kill the other one. Um, and then the game mechanics change now, so nothing ever moves, n- none of the boss monsters ever move, and I can go anywhere, and this makes the story go really fast, because I made this level kind of big. Um, and then there's a level with totem poles where there's no enemies and there's Native American music going on in the background. There's a TV level. I'm not gonna say anything about it. I think it has like I think it's a guy with a faucet for a head. And then there's and he just says I have no idea what the fuck these levels are. They they don't mean anything. So then there's a city level and this is a level this is a level that seems like it should show up in a Godzilla game. Fun fact: in no point in the original NES Godzilla game do you ever fight tanks in a city. <laughs> This, that kind of level never shows up in the game. Well, while following in, in true, like, movie-to-game form, it has nothing, the game has nothing to do with the movie itself. <laughs> and then there's a laboratory level that has a gritty industrial beat, and there's stasis tanks full of Giger-esque monsters that jump out and hurt you a lot, even, even though Solomon is there. And then the only way to get out is to jump in an elevator and get shot at a bunch. And that probably means something. And then there's the Heart Temple, which is introduced pretty much because it's full of harmless enemies that can you can use to recharge all your health, which is going to come up, which is going to be very important. So he fights Gorosaurus, who uses Gazora's theme, and does his signature kangaroo kick. Um, and then Solomon's mad OP and fucking wrecks his shit. And then he fights Kamunga, who's a spider that has a signature web attack, who also gets his shit wrecked because Solomon's mad OP. And then he sees some other TV screen... And then he fights. Uh, he fights Ghidorah, who shows up as a starts out as a Dorat, which is apparently a child of Ghidorah in the of of, uh, of Ghidorah in the movies. He kills the Dorat, and then it turns into a samurai head. And then all of the and then there's a bo- or no, there's a boss rush, and he has to fight all of the fake monsters from before. And then when he kills the Dorat, suddenly the suddenly it turns into a samurai head, and all of the fake monsters fuse together and turn into a mega boss. And this boss is really hard. But fortunately, we have that heart temple that I can just go out and recharge my health whenever and so suddenly the time limit mechanic comes back because otherwise this fight would be impossible um and every time he kills something like some parts of it come off because this is, this is kind of an interesting monster but yeah um so then red's level is here and there's instead of instead of the face or the instead of the face or the base it's a crucifix crucifix and when he goes there solomon can't enter here this symbolism um, and so he goes into a graveyard and he mentions it's an 8-bit rendition of Prayer for Peace from the original Godzilla and takes special mention to notice takes special mention of how it's especially sad even though it's 8-bits and then we have and we're still mentioning uh, choirs in in so we're we're choir. sticking. We're, at this point he does take a time to mention that this is still 8-bit music but we have like complicated thing we have flutes we have violins we have actual different drums and we have choirs yeah um and then there's <laughs> this weird the and then there's this weird blue entity that shows up hovering just above the graves and it's got it is, this weird blue enemy shows up hovering just above the graves and he feels he doesn't feel very 
happy when he sees it, but he does feel a sense of calm, and he realizes it must be an angel looking over all the dead, and suddenly Red shows up and blows up the graves, and it's angry music shows up, fire happens, he kills the angel, he eats it, grr, angry, and as as Zachary escapes, he says, you're going to pay, and then Red looks and his eyes glow, and we go to Zenith, the final board. We're almost done. <laughs> We're almost done. We've gone. We've been going for like an hour. I know. Um, so, uh, so this is so Zenith is a radically different board. For one thing, it's basically a straight line, um, and it only has like one kind of every level, and it's all red. <laughs> and so this is the final escalation of everything getting really fucked up, and all the levels are really fucked up. And so we go to, uh, we get really, really detailed new icons, and you see that Ghidorah and Destroya, the, 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 like, the god tier enemies from the Godzilla canon are show up. And so he goes to the quiz level, and he sees, oh, that's why Face, that's why Face asked if you would miss me, because he's dead, and there's blood coming from his mouth, and it just says, get out, and the get out starts glitching everywhere, and blood comes out of Face's mouth, and so he leaves, and... Uh, and then he goes to, and then he sees, oh, we have a new monster. Except when he tries to select it, it gets moved off the board. Oh, symbolism, maybe. Um, and he goes to a TV screen, and the, the but the icon for the level shows the screen is broken. And then he shows it's a, just, just a dead body in a burned-out city. No music, no animation, dead. The game was telling me to give up. And then he goes to a red temple, and Godzilla shrunk down again because he wanted to make a really complex level design, and all the beasts from the labyrinth showed up. And so, and he, there was no way to get around them because he wasn't Mothra, so it's, it's just down to pure reflex and skill, baby. And he kicks their asses, and <laughs> he finds a, he finds a uh, weird shrine to the, to the hell beast and some other monster, and he has to do a platforming section where things come from all over, and falling down a pit would mean certain death. And then he sees the blue angel again, but now it's red and it has a skull for a face. And enemies come from all sides while he has to also fight the red angel. And platforms drop out as he does damage to the angel. And it looks like he's going to die. There's only three platforms left, but boom, and he kills it and it disintegrates. And this is a hard fight, but boy, oh boy, was I lucky to win it. Yep. And then the next, <laughs> and then the next stage is just all the is just uh I, oh yeah so this is the stage that actually this is the stage I actually liked a lot because the, the the design the design was super fucked up and actually kind of looked like it could work in the game where literally every platform in the game is just the word kill just yeah, mashed together <laughs> and he described. He described the soundtrack as uh, like somebody took all the terrible, all the worst sounds you could do on an NES and threw them in a blender. And if you want to know what that soundtrack is, I actually decided to look it up. Look up, look up the PC game Crazy Bus, (laughs) and that's literally (laughs) what the soundtrack is is supposed to be. (laughs) Um, But the original soundtrack actually came up with a much more disturbing version that actually kind of. Actually, it's sort of an actiony theme too, while also being fucking terrible. Uh, the video on the soundtrack link that the, we will put in the description below. Yeah, that that video actually starts off by saying, "Warning: This music is incredibly unpleasant to listen to." Um, and so, let's see. So yeah, so Mothra is also half the size, and I'm gonna suspect this has always happened because I wanted to make much more complex stages. But also, the author says I didn't feel as confident with my giant monsters no longer so giant. And the music, yeah, so there we go. Um, and there's, uh, and then all the enemies are like mashups of all the other enemies, and he has to go fight this boss that's all of the sprites from the game, like, mashed together and move around, and this is 
still way complex and like, man, if these are the easy levels, I wonder how hard it's going to get. And then he goes to Blood Lake, which is, I'm not sure why he's going through all these stages, because he actually just needs to go to the end and fight the monsters, but I guess whatever. Um, also, the, also the more fluff to the... <laughs> game yeah he wanted he wanted to do he wanted to have a whole bunch of themed levels to make this to make this strong longer and stronger and keep the friction going on um and so uh, also a thing you'll notice the interface changes and in that the game no longer mentions the score or the power levels it, it stops glitching them out and it just stops displaying them entirely and so Angiras is shrunk down and he picked that because Angiras is good for water levels and then the he has to he has to fight a whole bunch of monsters underwater, and then he goes back to the top, and it looks like there's a looks like there is a there's a bunch of bodies on the water, but it turns out the bodies are alive, and the only way you can get out of them is by using Angiris' roll attack, which is fortunate because if he didn't play as Angiris, he would be fucked. Um, and then there's a it ends with just saying it just cuts to a black screen that says mother, and then there's a humanoid figure hung. As hanged from a noose, but by a spinal cord, and then the stomach distends, and some weird bat creature with a clown face jumps out and starts shooting needles or something. That, that's uh, and there's up symbolism right there. Yeah, there's there's a there's a scream roar and a fight that's entirely unlike the rest of the game. Especially since at this point we've changed all the mechanics, so there's no longer a timer. Bosses show up in levels. You can jump over things. You can switch directions. We have at this point created an entirely new game, but again, what the fuck ever, it's haunted by a demon. And then there's the organic level, where everything was photorealistic, and apparently the way that he did this was to take photos of, like, meat, and then he put them in Urfan view, and there's an option in that that says convert to 8-bit. And so that's how he made all of the sprites for this. Um, and so all of the enemies were composites of skeletons and animals and gore and things that have skull faces. Um, and enemies were, were smart, and if you had to jump down to a platform, they'd stand there and wait for you, and it was, it sounds like it's actually really frustrating as a video game, and as I played it, I felt ill, and I almost paused, he he doesn't, I almost paused the, the game to go look for a bag, It immediately takes us out of the immersion, because it's like, he still points out how safe he is, that it's like, oh man, this game was almost so bad that I almost stopped playing it. <laughs> And the, but it's fortunate that sometimes the monsters would start fighting each other, and then he has to fight a thing that has, like, a T-Rex head, and then the rest of it is some kind of weird poop abomination. And it detaches from the ground, and it can clip through the floor, and it has a whole, it has a whole lot of, like, it has a whole lot of really cheesy stuff it can do, but he still wins, because he, he manages to strike a weak point that makes it spaz out so that he can, so that he can oh murder the shit out of it. Okay, um, so, I, I would also like to point out, at this point, like... Again, this like the NES doesn't work this way for graphics. Yeah, no. Well, like, admittedly, he does start off say he does start off the level by saying, "Oh my god, this is like photorealistic. This is impossible for the NES to do." Yeah. This is so, completely uh, Oh my god. And then the final level is hell, which is a level that's honestly maybe uh, which is a level that honestly is like reaching the peak of like Super Nintendo graphics at this point. Yeah. <laughs> It is somehow more advanced looking than the level where he used actual photos, which I don't I don't get that at all. Um, but yeah, so there's uh, the background, although the background kind of looks like hot garbage, but the rest of it actually looks pretty good. But, and again, too advanced, and there's a whole lot of weird demon things and some centaurs with flaming whips and things he had to kick into the water. And this level made me feel really hot. It was made me feel so hot I had to pause the game and go get water sometimes. Almost as if we're foreshadowing to something that's coming up. <laughs> oh my god. 
or the whole time we've been foreshadowing about things. We've been building up to something, and then there's a level boss, and there's a there's a there's a huge roar, and another thing shows up with a skull for a face, and actually this monster the the this actually this monster actually was kind of cool and did sort of it actually did sort of look like it should be on the super uh, on the regular Nintendo maybe yeah. I think its color palette was a little too complicated, but it it did it was it was a, it was a neat monster and kind of a, a nice departure from everything else and then he has to fight and then he has to fight Ghidorah and uh and, but it turns out that Ghidorah NES standards <laughs> yeah now we're back now we're really back to NES standards because he has to fight Ghidorah but Ghidorah has a Ghidorah has a weird different sprite and it turns out it's King Ghidorah which is the god tier version and he has he's super faithful to Ghidorah and then he uh the, the game is still super faithful to the monsters from the movies even after we've fought through a bunch of stages where we're literally supposed to be looking into hell i, I think that, yeah i think this this game suddenly went from being a godzilla nes game to doom side scroller yeah <laughs> at some point and then it goes back to still adhering to the mechanics of the game yeah and so i attack king Ghidorah, and he ter- used the glitch to become mecha king Ghidorah. And then I fortunate, and then it was he was able to do some uh, craziest shit move. But fortunately, the timer went out, so I switched to Solomon and just wrecked his ass. Um, and then the and then the base changed to a red icon, and I could feel the hate flowing through it. But it comes to the one last Godzilla monster, Destroya, who is um, who actually reading a brief synopsis of Godzilla versus Destroya. Um, this this fight actually is basically a rundown of that movie, and Destroyer is considered by Godzilla fans to be his ultimate nemesis because of how he can adapt to everything Godzilla can do. Yeah. So, the ultimate. So he's the doomsday to Godzilla's Superman. Um, <laughs> references. Uh, so yeah, so he fights the ultimate. He fights the ultimate enemy from Godzilla, and now there's nothing left to do but to go to go to. Go to the level with red, but he, it turns out it's a blank. It turns out it's a black screen, and nothing's there. But suddenly, he hears a familiar drum beat, and from the background, red emerges, and we finally get his name, which is we've been saying forever. It's just red. Yeah, spoilers. This, this fucking this fucking demon's name is Red, and he has he has a and we find out that he has a, we find out that this is finally the point where we've broken down his defenses, and he can be wounded. Um, and then he's, he starts fighting it, but oh my god, when Godzilla gets hurt, suddenly he feels the pain that the monsters are feeling. You feel and, pain in the game, you feel pain in real life. And he's, he's like, okay, fuck this, this game is actually physical, that game is actually physically causing me pain, I'm just gonna turn it off and get up, but oh my god, he's paralyzed to his chair, all he can do is play. He looks over to his computer and sees that it's automatically taking screenshots. Well, that's it, oh, the convenient, thanks, Red. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, thanks, You're demonic game. Like, I uh, want people to witness this. <laughs> and then he begs with the game. You live. <laughs> or I'm going to write this past it myself. <laughs> Spoiler, he never won. Uh, um, so he starts begging with the game because he's not. he doesn't want to play a game that actually physically hurts him. But Red says, no, only one will survive. And like an idiot, he decided to fuck with the he decided to fuck with the demon and discovers that if he dies in the game, he dies in real life. And Just also, like a demon takes movie. his soul. And, Sorry, what was that? Hmm? What was that thing you said before? Die in the game, die in real life. Yeah, I meant, I meant after that. Like oh, demon, the demon will take his soul. Ah, yes. 
So, and he's able to fight Red and wound him, but it turns out he moves very fast, and he has a lot of, he has a shit ton of moves, and he, there's no time to think or form a strategy, I just had to play, I was fighting a literal demon from hell through the medium of a video game, and I had no predictable movesets, but I did pretty good, I did pretty good considering that this game was actually physically hurting me, and it shot fire at me, and I could feel the flames burning so bad that I screamed and I paused the game, but then Red unpaused it, and what the fuck, now the game can play itself you're cheating that's not fair you're cheating that's not fair and so the timer switched out so he changed to Angiris because at this point Red had changed into his fish form for some reason and so he's fighting him with Angiris and he's doing some damage but then Red moves off the screen and starts dropping mines like an asshole and doesn't make it possible to hurt him and then he starts flying in from everywhere and he says like what the shit if you're gonna cheat then why even let me use the controller and the game says I can't break the rules even though a couple seconds multiple times even yeah even though the game has now broken the rules a couple of times but it still has some of the rules still going because the timer thing still happens so we can swap the monsters out and then he manages with Angiris and even Angiris gets knocked down to like one life bar but then he's able to take on he gets Red to his flying form and decides to fight him with Mothra which is uh, which was a bad idea because Mothra sucks and Red just immediately eats her and then he mentions how he, he feels. feels getting eaten he feels being crushed by yeah. Jaws Yes, it briefly turns into war fiction. Um, oh no! And then, and then he shows up and he, he brings Solomon in, and there's a brief exchange where we find out that Solomon is one of is a demon that formerly worked for Red, and he says, "I'll never join you. I'll die before I I'll die before I join you again." And so he fights Red with he fights Red with Solomon, and Solomon kicks his ass, and he's dead. But oh wait, that's not even Red's final form. <laughs> And now Red is 40 feet tall and made of gold and has literally like 40 life bars. <laughs> and Solomon Solomon gets stomped into oblivion. And then Angiris also, then Angiris gets murdered to shit. And then Red says, I'll tell you a secret. I killed Melissa. Done, like, done, done. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> the hell? <laughs> I'll just point out how this part, how this final part in the game goes out of its way to raise the stakes like two or three Even times. higher than it should have. It's not enough that the author is fighting for his very soul, but it turns out that Red killed Melissa, and now he is torturing her forever. So now he's getting wounded by the game, which will kill him and steal his soul if he loses, and also is trying to save his friend's soul from the devil. <laughs> wow. And then he... And then he fights... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he fights Red with Godzilla, and Godzilla also goes down like a bitch because even Sol- Solomon was kick ass, and he couldn't do it. And suddenly Red pulls some bullshit and paralyzes, his- gives him a heart attack, and almost kills him. But then Melissa shows up and says, "Yes, even beyond, I am the-, the the angel shows up and says, I am Melissa, and even beyond death, Red tortures me, but I can give you, I can give you one last little bit of help, and I will be your girlfriend forever." And then she moves the monster into the in- back to the board and then he's able to go to battle with Red as Acacius, the Golden Light, um, who is apparently, I think Acacius is, a, apparently there's a lot of saints that have shown up that have that name, so symbolism. And so Acacius is kind of a cool monster, and the author takes a lot of time to describe the things, even though he doesn't do the screenshots. Acacius has arms that turn into swords and can shoot laser beams, and he d- just obliterates, he obliterates uh, Omega Red. 
Um, but not the one from X-Men. Um, and it's like, I was fighting the second incarnation of this evil demon from hell, which not only makes me feel pain, but literally almost killed me. But with this character, I was able to beat him. And then he, and then he gets a message from, he gets a message from the angel Melissa saying, I am finally free now that you've killed my tormentor. And he says, oh, but what about Godzilla? And what about Godzilla and Angiris and Mothra and Solomon and I, I, I feel remorse for their loss, but fortunately, Melissa has crazy powers and brings yes, brings all of them back to life, including Face. Yay! <laughs> Happy Face! endings for everybody. Love conquers all, and so he goes to sleep after that and then he calls up his friend Billy and Billy says hey you pulling a joke on me and says nope I didn't make this crazy demon infested game and says where'd you get it from and he says I, I got it from a friend I trade games with all the time he seemed trustworthy and then he called him and he immediately hung up and then it comes to the ending and it's like I considered playing it again but like the game hurt me and tried to steal my soul so maybe not but I can't destroy it because I, maybe Melissa lives inside the cartridge I don't know so I did the selfish thing and I sold it on eBay because I didn't know what to do with it. And I told the person I sold it to, dude, seriously, don't play this game. It's got a fucking demon inside of it. And fini. <laughs> fini. That only took 90 minutes. <laughs> oh my god. So I would just like to point out at this point, Zachary's a dick at the end of this. Cause I mean, he even, admi- he even admits... Some person. He- he even admits he's a dick. Yeah. Like he he says you this was crazy just, selfish of me, but I didn't know what to do. So You couldn't have just like <laughs> locked this up in a chest or a safe or something, bury it if you didn't want to destroy it? No, you you couldn't have gone the ET route. <laughs> <laughs> The E.T. Atari route. You had to go on eBay and sell this to some other poor schmuck. <laughs> God damn it. Well how else are you gonna set up the sequel? Oh, gotcha. da, da, fuck it. Because <laughs> um, I know so there's... Life is looking forward to that discussion. <laughs> yes. So, that is NES Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a glass of water? Do you need a moment? Uh, I have some water here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for doing the rundown on that one. <laughs> yes. So I think we dis- I think we discussed a lot of the problems we have with this game. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say now that we're through it is that in in some after stuff um, where some people it's been noted a couple of times that this really doesn't read like a creepypasta and Cosby Daff himself has said, yeah, it's not really a creepypasta. I intended that when it started out and it was originally going to end around chapter five with the kill yourself thing. Um, but then a lot of people liked it, so I just figured I'd keep going and give it a proper ending. Just like the Supernatural TV series. Just like Heroes. Yep. Just, <laughs> just like everything... Stopped. They, they should have stopped, but no, they decided they wanted... They were victims of their own popularity. Just like everything good that yep. became bad. <laughs> everything ever. <laughs> um... Uh. So let's see. So uh, there's so a couple other dead listeners from after you've you know participated in the drinking game at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This. <sighs> I just like, my my biggest beef right now with this is that, well, one of many I'm sure, is just that like the he goes into these periods of, like freaking out about how haunted and creepy this game is, and then ignores that entire feeling the next paragraph down, 
and starts talking about how awesome the gameplay is and this is amazing. <laughs> but he does yeah. that for each ep- like each uh, like over the course of the entire story. Like it's like he has like a- like brief amnesia. <laughs> And I guess that's, and I think that's more a thing of how this was constructed because every chapter came out like, when you take a month in between writing things, yeah. it is hard to maintain tonal consistency. And this was a very ambitious project. I think before this, Cosby Def did a story called Normal Porn for Normal People dot com. I've heard of that group, before. which yeah, was okay. a which is a short form story. Like this is, I think this is the longest creepy pasta I have ever read. Is it um, longer than Ted the Caver? Oh fuck no! Okay, it's not longer than Ted the Caver. It's not, it's not. It's not longer than Ted the Caver. I will say that Ted. I will say that Ted the Caver is a better story. It's definitely not longer than Happy Happy or 1988. I, I, I dread doing the, Happy the latter. Happy. The latter two of those are shit and keep yeah. getting worse. This one actually does manage to keep the energy up, like. Partly, partly because, partly because of of the of the found footage sort of way it's constructed, and partly because it does a good of it does a lot of good J.J. Abramsing and setting up a mystery. The problem is it, it it brings a lot of setup and doesn't actually pay off on any of it. Yeah, because like half the stuff the guy writes has he doesn't even have a, like a plan behind it. Yeah, there's a lot of most like most of most of it is red herrings. Like it's just stuff thrown in to make to to. to <laughs> So we can keep going through the game and not have to just keep describing. I went from left to right in this level, and this I killed things. Yeah, because that's how the game is actually, and it's not very entertaining. Yeah, and the, my so, personal opinion is that this story would have been so much better if that's all it had been, because it would have been just way shorter. <laughs> it, it's just if it's they just so like kept unbelievably padded. Yeah, and. I, I I just wanted it to be over. Maybe that's my problem, is that but I like, wanted it over, so I was like, why are you still writing this stupid, convoluted shit? <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's, yeah, and there's, there's a lot of other things, like, I, I think one of the things, I think one of the things that's really kind of bad about, like, that this whole thing is the author mentions I had this girlfriend named Melissa and she died and then the game's like I killed Melissa and the main thing is there's no setup for that there's setup for so many other things and <laughs> I, I, yeah. and then this comes out of left field yeah, yeah and it, the thing the thing was somebody actually had a question for Cosby Daff saying like how did did Melissa have this copy of the game when she was younger and Cosby Daff's Cosby Daff's honest response was like you know I I really didn't think of that and that's a major oversight <laughs> yeah no like and. What I'm thinking it over now, like maybe the the birdcage thing was supposed to be the birdcage like... thing is is a very obvious is a very it, he Cosby Dav even says the birdcage thing represents Melissa being trapped inside the game, but that's, that's it's a it. very it's a minor clue and like the author doesn't even go as far as to say like Melissa and I met because we both liked Godzilla. Yeah, like that would have been, made this a little bit better at least in terms of like linking the two the, that hook into it. Yeah, but that's not what we got. <laughs> yeah, we we got there. There was there was set up for so many things, and none of them were what the ending was like. And that's that's kind of the frustrating thing about this is that it is is that it it it, it leads up to it leads up to something that I don't know. It leads up to something irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's the ending is just just oh so 
uh, like Gary or like Mary Sue-ish kind of like he like love prevails over evil. Love, yeah, lo- love, 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 con- love conquers all. Uh, Deus was, Ex Machina, eleventh hour hero. Yeah, he was on the cusp of of, dis- of destruction and death, and then his dead girlfriend comes back as an angel and protects him and gives him the power up he needs, <laughs> and beats everything. And also, okay, you're, you're playing a game. You lose a character, and they're all. Oh, I, I no longer have access to that character. Why does he care about these eight-bit giant monsters? I mean, he he does state that he's a huge fan of Godzilla, but I mean, at the same time, they're not dead. Like, I, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, do I mourn every Mario I've ever lost? I mean, no, that, that, I got a thousand more. That's technically the premise of Super Meat Boy. <laughs> just yeah, to, just to, to run through the through the, the, the an intense or like a, a complicated level, and then at the end to watch all your versions <laughs> die horribly, <laughs> all at one shot. Uh, but yeah, now, no, that, I, yeah, there is a way the game could have made the Melissa ending work. Um, because it is hinted that the game can like read his mind and do stuff like that, but it's never set up. The, and, and it's reading his memories, and it talks. It talks about this is the face Melissa made, and I think if it had a, if it did a more subtle drop, that there are, because there's a, there's a there's a way you could like interpret the game was like this. Trolling him or taunting him, trying yeah. to like lower, lower his spirits. Or yeah, maybe, there's yeah, yeah, there's there's a there's a way you could interpret this a way that is wrong because we have word from God on certain things in it. Unfortunately, but, <laughs> yeah. So, but there's a way you could interpret this that it is like there. This game is haunted by two different things. One of them likes to one of the and they're in locked in eternal battle, and one of them wants to torment the person playing the game, and the other one just wants to kill the other thing. Or I don't know. But we but and and so one of those forces could represent something terrifying to him, and the other one could represent a big force from his life. But you know, we again we have we have word from God that no, this there's a demon haunting this game and it's tormenting his girlfriend and but i think in this 8-bit world yeah but i and but i think i think if it was less overt about i killed melissa and then melissa shows up and says i'll help you out i'll 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 fight i'll help you fight this monster um it it could have it could have been a better ending as it was it was like it was it was too blunt and it didn't it didn't feel like any of the setup it didn't feel like any of the any of the the clues dropped were leading to this and I mean, if you're gonna read something this long, wouldn't it be nice to <coughs> the ending have incorporated some of what you had read, yeah. as opposed to just this obviously out of nowhere trying to Melissa thing? Yeah, just yeah. Like he, it's. It, I think he was. I think by the end of this, he it, sound, it looks like he was trying to like make it a big bang, like to just to end it because he it was coming to a close. And yeah, and so that's why he like raises the stakes a bunch of times, and, and yeah, but but unfortunately, in doing that, he he pretty much just like he left all of his, he left all nine of his Chekhov's guns on the on the altar or on the, on the mantle in Act Three, and instead drew and instead drew Chekhov's dagger from his coat, <laughs> <laughs> which in, which we had no indication was going to be there. Yeah. Um, because he sets up, he sets up so many bizarre elements that like that could have come back. Like I think uh, Leviathan, you were saying, like faces the true mastermind here. In joking, but yeah, that would have been really like I think that might have been interesting if that he had come up. Yeah, like he had not been just killed off. 
Um, and in fact, it'd been more of a an end like an end plot point. Well, and I mean, Faye seemed to help him out. I mean, when he needed to uh, be Ingress. using Mothra, yeah, he hang he he, he took away Face took away all of the other monsters and made him use Mothra. Yeah. And, and Face God- also gave him Anguirus. Face gave him Godzilla. Face gave him fucking Acacia. Yeah, yeah. Face gave him Solomon. Like. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would. Yeah, it, like, it, like it seems like I don't know. Like, face should have been like maybe like the Melissa thing should also the Melissa thing should have maybe just been pulled out of the, of the story completely and just had face as like in place of Melissa, although not as bad, like like not entirely. And it might have been better. Like also this like the ending really shouldn't have had like okay, so the game can if you die in the game you die in real life that kind of plot hook thing where like you need to keep playing otherwise you die. But then also gave him this reason to be angry and want to continue going. Yeah, with they... the fact that Melissa's been tortured by the demon. Like he threw both like plot hooks, at, like both these plot devices at us, and he only needed one. And also in the chapter, be- and also in the chapter before that, he said like as he sees Red like eating the angel, he says, "Oh, I'm angry. You're gonna pay for that." And like we've already got a motivating factor for why he wants to kill Red, and then it adds two more of them just in yeah. case you hadn't read the previous seven chapters of the story. <laughs> Which at this point, I mean, first off, if I'm if like I would never read this like read this story from from a chapter like like a newest chapter without reading the first ones. Yeah, like I would just or and if you're like you're either like a new person reading it, so you go straight to the beginning to read it. That's how you should read it, or you're somebody who's come who's coming back from previously reading whatever was posted uh, last, so you know yeah. everything that's gone on so far. And that's that said, the yeah that said, um, this comes to I think a thing from the thing that came up in a lot of your older episodes where it's like. What the fuck do I know? Because there's a lot of good commentary, and a lot of people like the ending for some reason. Yeah, I mean, although when there fair, was enough, there was enough blowback that Cosby Daff made a fake ending where it turns out John Madden is the true enemy all along. <laughs> I didn't show you that. I didn't show you that. <laughs> it's, uh, did you have the link? Or, uh, it's in the game. <laughs> I'm gonna actually try and find that right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have. I don't have the link oh, up. Right now. Also, if you're wondering who Zolta is, Zolta is somebody from the original forums where this uh, from the original forums where this uh, was originally okay. posted. So the alternate <laughs> ending. Since everyone hates the ending of this to the story, I took a little time and made an alternate one. I personally find it a big improvement. I totally had that finger puppet as a kid. <laughs> yeah, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, think we all a, a did. Good, a good portion of us did. Yeah. <laughs> And it was then that Red revealed his true form. He was John Madden all along. I started my I, sh- I sharded myself out of sheer terror, and the sound must have caught the attention of a monster who came to my aid. And thus, the final battle did be did commence. The resulting battle was so intense that it caused the NES to explode, sending the cartridge hurtling out of the window and into the wall where it smashed into pieces. I broke the game, so I guess I won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I, I love like it's it's a fun little like uh, poking fun at your own cre- uh, creation. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the fission mailed ending. Yeah. The, the UFO endings again against Godzilla. Yeah. So there's so there's also some stuff we can say about the creator that I had done a lot of I had done a lot of reading and there's some people that gave him some criticism and some of the criticism he took and some of it he didn't. Um, and but one of the ones that he did point out was like 
was okay. I totally get you on. I totally get you on the note of Zach being able to beat the game with little actual difficulty. I mostly did this to make the story better, and because I thought having the monsters die at Red's hand would be a lot more interesting than having them die and then get brought back in levels. Um, but given a new opportunity, I think that I think Godzilla replay will be much more of a struggle. Um, so it's worth noting that he takes some criticism on this and. Um, I don't know. I I read a little bit of Godzilla Replay. It's kind of it's it's kind of dumb because like this one, it's ambitious, but it's even more ambitious, and um, it also has more super faithful renditions of the Godzilla monsters. Except it's from the perspective of somebody who doesn't like Godzilla. So there's descriptions. There's descriptions of like I don't know. I'm just this Rodan guy. He's some kind of weird pterodactyl thing. But to so, yeah, um, so the game, so he completely contra- like reverses his character concept in the next one. Yeah, and I don't know why I don't know why this person keeps playing through the game. Also, Godzilla replay uh, continues the theme of ignoring most of the mechanics of the original Godzilla. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> to the point where you're going to the point where like you now have a level selection board and you collect you you now fight you now fight custom. Basically, every every board end boss is now like red, except they're themed after one of the deadly sins. And when you kill them, it drops a metal into a portal door. And I, there's I mean, like and there's like some laboratory data hidden in it. And apparently, the game's an experiment. And maybe the first maybe the first Godzilla thing was an illusion or a hallucination. Oh um, <laughs> so what I'm getting out of this is that he's kind of he took the Godzilla game. Like the idea, like use that, and then mixed it in with Christian myth, uh, like themes, like good evil, like the hell and heaven and angels and demons. And then yeah. in the next one, he's gonna put in like it was a like a prototype of some kind. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've I've read I've read through as much of it that exists. I Cosby Daff says he's still working on it as of June two thousand fourteen, but it hasn't updated since fucking twenty thirteen. Um, oh God! <laughs> so I'm because his because his computer died and he had to re, he had to redo a lot of stuff and I think at some point just said fuck it. Um, I don't know. I've I've read through some of it. I didn't like it as much as the first one because now we because it's it's becoming it's becoming sort of rote and the the mysteries being set up in this one aren't quite as interesting, especially since once bitten twice shy. Um, yeah. It is also worth mentioning. I think in, there's there is an actual explanation as to where the TV level and quiz level things came from, and that's because when Cosby Daff was originally uh, creating this pasta, um, he had three different games he was he was planning on going with. Two of the two of which are mentioned in the first chapter of the game. He was going to make an Action Fifty Two based creepy pasta, which if you don't know, Action Fifty Two is this uh, is based on uh, Chinese bootleg. Nintendo games, which are like the the ten in one cartridges, which have yeah. like a whole bunch of really you. shitty games on them. Action Fifty Two is a game that costs a hundred dollars uh, when it was new, um, but hey, it was worth it because it came with fifty two games, and all of them were fucking bizarre. Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember it, hearing about that. Yeah, and Cosby Daff said I was gonna make an Action Fifty Two creepy pasta, except I realized that game's already surreal enough that I can't really make it too much weirder. So instead, I incorporated elements from Action Fifty Two and put them into a game that I was more a game that was more conventional and which I could explain to people. Well, 
try to explain to people. <laughs> which is where we get which is where we get all the surreal things like face and the TV screen levels. Um, nice. Yeah, um, I kind of want to like see like what was okay. I know this is Leviathan's first reading of it this week, um, and we've both read it before. I remember when I first read this, I actually enjoyed it for the most part. I yeah. So, I, however, I, going back to it for this for the sake of the of the podcast and the discussion, I found myself just poking the hell out of every little bit of it. Like I just ended up really not liking. It's because it's it's because it's because we weren't immersed in it anymore. When yeah. you first read it, like I devoured, I de- fucking devoured this the first time I read it because it's like because it it sets up so many hooks. It's like it's super. It's like super it's like, like what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen next? What's the mystery? What's what the fuck does it all? What's the smoke monster? Yeah. What what the what the fuck does it all mean? And then we find out. Uh, oh, the island is actually limbo, and we're all dead. And nothing yeah. means anything. And so when you go through the second time and you have the knowledge that nothing means anything, then you have this you have less immersion and you start like you start noticing a lot of weird shit. <laughs> Poking all the little holes. Yeah, and like that's where I'm like, wow, this is like every chapter is basically the same. It's so I made that drinking game. <laughs> yeah. I love that drinking game. Like when you told me about that, I was just like, Oh my god. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, so, um... So fuck, I guess you're, been... you had the same kind of first time with this game, as, uh, or the story as I did then. Yeah, it was... I Really, a lot of people did, and I think I think it's the first seven chapters that allow that allow a lot of people to convince themselves that the final that the final chapter is good, because there's so much built up to it, and it's... Everything except everything except the ending is really strong, and then the ending just kind it's, of just kind of like shit bombs. It just tries too hard. It it got yeah it got too ambitious. It flew too close to the sun, and its weird little eight bit wings melted away. Uh, so Leviathan, what was your after reading this and cursing my name? Uh, what was your well, what was your reaction to this? See, I, I guess I haven't pissed you off, because, I mean, we're still friends, we still do this all the time, so clearly I pissed off someone, and it it's clearly, I, well, I mean, I've jumped to the conclusion that it's obviously uh, karma, and um, yeah, clearly I've got to turn around and live my life as a better human being, because this is just bad. I don't want it to be worse. There are other ones too, so uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, big yawn. Um, at least it's better than fucking Mario sixty four. Oh God, don't know. <laughs> it, it had to be, um, but <laughs> I mean, honestly, with this, it's just it's too long and it spends way like, too much chapters. Time spinning its tires and just doing nothing except adding this padding that like I enjoyed the stuff about the Godzilla monsters because I mean I'm fairly Godzilla ignorant but I love me my kaiju so I, I enjoyed that but like 
the the levels that had no monsters. I mean, seriously, I don't care about deer on some sort of alien planet. Yeah. Like, I, but I'm, the I'm symbolism, Leviathan. The symbolism. <laughs> don't you grasp the symbolism? I I grasp symbolism, but but the I don't symbolism. Care about symbolism. You cannot use symbolism and tell me what to feel because I will immediately. I'm a. But don't you feel angry that we're polluting the earth? Because we no. showed that serene forest, and then there was the industrial level. But, but don't no, you feel? Don't, don't you care. feel angry at the excess? Because that one creature was turned into gold. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm the kind of guy who enjoys playing a video game on the TV and setting up, uh, you know, a movie playing on the laptop so that I can have as much shit to do as possible. And if we weren't polluting our planet, I wouldn't have these things. <laughs> so, yeah, your environmental message, eh, eat a dick. <laughs> like, I'm not saying we should actively try and pollute the planet or anything, but <laughs> it's gonna happen. Deal oh, with it. Okay. I just don't understand why that is, why there's a message like that in this game. <laughs> like, is... Cosmodef uh, just like a huge like. Let me easy. let me see what I think. It I think the symbolism was tied to the specific oh. world it was in. I I can't remember which one it was. Um, I think it was I think it was the entropy level. Yeah, it was the entropy level, and it's because entropy is oh things things break down over time, and it's the well it's it's our greed in excess that will be our downfall or. I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm fucking I'm fucking reaching at straws because there all these things have all these things have names and all these things have weird symbolic names and all the levels in entropy are really specifically symbolic of something. I don't know. Yeah, and then it just boils down to a demon versus an angel. Angels versus demons and die in the game, die in real life. Just like stay alive. Ah, <laughs> uh, Frankie Muniz. <laughs> You will never outlive your. You will never outlive your child acting career. Nope. <laughs> uh, well, we've yeah. been talking about this for like two hours, so we should probably wrap it up. We should, yeah. Okay, so uh, general consensus: um, no recommendation or recommendation of the train wreck. <laughs> I mean, I think we. I think I think we hit most of the. I'd read read like read like half of it. Maybe listen. Maybe listen to a reading of it. Or at at you know, if you're not going to do anything else, like skim the text. Look at the screenshots because most of the screenshots are actually pretty well done. So if you like pixel art, there's a lot yeah. of it here. They're kind of they're the screen the screenshots are really it's it's like um it's like Ben Drowned. Ben Drowned was a story I hated, surrounded by a bunch of videos I liked. <laughs> I, I could probably actually get behind. A reading of it. Um, I, I'm actually really regretting the fact that I read this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that a reading of it would make it better, but at least it would feel less tedious. Was, yeah, a lot of the people who do the readings do add in the music and sound effects and stuff, and even actually include the screenshots as the video for and, on YouTube. And so, I probably would have hated this a lot less if I had have just gone straight to a reading and enjoyed that or not enjoyed it as the case may be but reading it was just so depressing and so 
tedious and monotonous of just doing the same thing over and over again. Like, I get it. It's a level that wasn't in the game, and you beat it. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is what happens when you go from being a this is what happens when you go from being a short form writer to a long form writer and try and just do it the same way. Yeah, because this is like this is like eight short form stories in a row. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. they're all the same short form story. Yeah, basically, with <laughs> slightly different. Yeah. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Again, there's a reason I was able to make a drinking game out of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the repetition just helps for that. Uh, I would actually be interested to like read not not um, not next little while, but like down the road, read his uh, that that other one, the normal porn for normal people because that is a creepy yeah. Master, right? That, yeah that's actually that's actually a pretty good one um yeah i've, I've read it before I think also also worth out. noting that normal porn for normal people.com somebody did buy that domain uh. it wasn't him <laughs> nice <laughs> um and he actually cosby Def has actually said he's really mad that somebody bought that because they went and they turned it into a shitty rp board <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, Cosby Def, you can, Cosby Def has shown, and I, I think one thing that's worth, I think one thing that's worth noting is for the most part, this is a very technically capable pasta. It definitely has a lot more work and craft put into it than yeah. most of what is on this show. Um, it's like, and even, and even most of the harsh, even most of the harshest critics said, there's a lot of creativity in here, there's a lot of work put into this, but it's, it's too ambitious, you didn't know which, you didn't really think a lot of the things out when you were making them, you need to, you need to come up with a better structure before you just sit down and start yeah. writing, start I mean, writing out a huge story. you ending before you start, or at least have a vague idea of where you're going, Yeah, and... I mean, he clearly just didn't the yeah. whole time. I think he did. I these. he did. He given the stuff about Red and the stuff about Melissa. It's clear that he had a thing uh, that this is going to have significant. This was going to have this demon, and the demon was going to have significant. Or there was going to have this demon. It was going to have Melissa, and we don't really know much more than that. But yeah, then about halfway through the story, he's like, you know, people like this. I'm going to keep making it. Yeah, and that's and that's how we thing. got the two Matrix sequels, and we all know how well those turned out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned, I think, uh, off the podcast that um, he was getting Im- he was also getting uh, like feedback while he was writing the story. From you? yes, yes, there. Um, yeah, because as I mentioned before, this started as a forum thread, and so people would say, and so pe- people would point out a lot of things. In fact, that's actually I think why this is actually very technically capable. Um, or very technically competent. If you read some of Cosby Daff's early, early stuff, you'll notice that um, for the most part, uh, for the most part, he actually uh, does get he actually does get like capitalization and sentence structure and stuff like that. But he has uh, he has a problem that he admits to where the words "where" and "were" are interchangeable in his head, and so you'll oh, see so you'll see him just write "where" when he's supposed to write "were" or just write "where." like a lot in his in his old stories instead of other things um so this actually like a lot of good pastas actually had the benefit of going through about two or three drafts before we got to it yeah um and also and also there's a thing where some people were uh in between in between posts on the original forum thread he said oh i noticed that um uh i noticed that uh i didn't describe music in this one part and so i went back and edited it so that i described the music (laughs) 
necessary. Also, I definitely have an addition to your drinking game because this will just up the lethality. Awesome. Every time there is just a straight up word missing. Y- you know what the word is because of the sentence. Um, and it, it's, I mean, the word changes from time to time, but like, there's just a word not in the sentence that needs to be there. Because, yeah, I don't. I didn't actually keep a tally or anything, but, nah, up over 20 hmm. for all of this. Oh. All right, we'll throw that in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've read the story. I've read the story three times, and I've missed. I've missed it. I've missed those every time. But I'm guessing my head just filled them in. Like yeah. I said, the word that's missing is obvious. Um, like it'll just be, oh, I can't think. Like other or something like. There's clearly a word missing from the sentence, but you're gonna you're gonna, gonna piece gonna... the rest of it together from context. Yeah. yeah, and I can definitely see how any reader could just auto add those words and not notice. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's oh, it, it infuriates <laughs> me every time I see because I catch it in a lot of the past as we read, but yeah, like. For one this long, and now that I found out that there's so many, you know, like, that there's been a few drafts, I'm just like, why is that still there? <laughs> why is that being missed or overlooked? Yeah. I mean, I'll just point, I'll just point out that, uh, that we actually, um, that my, uh, our show, uh, we actually have, we actually have a, uh, book that we're selling, um, and somebody... After, uh, there's actually a typo that was at the description for our product for literally two years. (laughs) (laughs) And somebody just pointed it out. Uh, Um, so I can see how that, I can see how that would happen. It can, Um, I I get that, but, oh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, um, So yeah. Kind of yes and no to recommending. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. I'll give I'll give the cop out answer and say it's good until it's yeah. not. Yeah, like Goji. I actually listened to Goji seventy three's reading and I listened to Mister Creep Pasta's, and I actually found that I liked Goji seventy three's better. Um, I think he's he he edits it, edits his stuff his reading of it. A little yeah, bit no, Mister because Mister Creepy Pasta. There's a lot of points in there where he stumbles over his words and then immediately just redoes and immediately just resays something and doesn't yeah. cut out the line that he flubbed. Yeah, I'm actually seriously considering going back and giving this a listen and finding out for myself if it's actually improved by that and you know you, you know what what the hell ever i recommend that you i recommend that you read this because you've listened to us talk about it for two hours and that's about how long it takes for some to listen <laughs> to somebody else tell the, the story readings of it too <laughs> yeah holy shit yeah if you waste enough time listening to us blather yeah if you want to waste and another you... if you want to waste another two hours yeah uh God. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess that's that's really, I guess, all that has to be said about Godzilla. That's NES, NES. Godzilla creepy pasta, the creepy pasta on NES Godzilla, <laughs> <laughs> involving NES Godzilla. I think somebody at one, I guess, just as one last note, somebody on the forum said, 
don't you think you should call the when you when you put up the actual blog saying I'm going to post everything on this blog from now on? Somebody said, don't you think you should call this story something other than NES Godzilla creepypasta? And he said, I mean, we're already this deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right. NES Godzilla creepypasta. It's not really a creepypasta, and it's not exactly about NES Godzilla. It starts there, and then just spirals away. Far, far away, off into the distance, twirling majestically into the sky like a saber-toothed tiger. Uh, Very poetic. Yes. With that, um, if you've listened to this and have any comments or questions, um, you can put them in the comment section below wherever this gets posted either on youtube uh the kiwi six or tumblr uh you can check it out on itunes and send us a review that'd be awesome we're i think all actually on twitter uh at review cultist dr leviathan and catman two four five five yep um or and... you can go or you can follow our you can follow my podcast twitter which is just the drunk and ugly yes uh, actually, yeah. If you want to like throw in a uh, promo right now, go yeah, for yeah, it. yeah. If you guys want to listen to, if you guys want to listen to some talk about RPGs, mostly RPG actual plays, uh, check out the Drunk and the Ugly. Uh, we play, we play role playing games. We have over four hundred episodes on the site now. Um, we also have, uh, we have them nicely archived on our wiki. If you want to jump in anywhere, I recommend starting. Uh, I recommend starting with the one-shots and getting into our flagship campaign, uh, Mrs. Frida's Halfway Home. If you like listening, to, if you don't, uh, if you don't like RPGs, um, think about it like a radio drama where occasionally we stop and roll dice. Uh, we also have a Let's Play channel where we play all kinds of bizarre games. Uh, one that went up recently is Hammerhead High, which is a dating sim that has sharks. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> You're gonna listen to that, aren't you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and uh, you guys are also on Patreon now too, right? We also have a Patreon. If you like us, I don't know, give us some money. Uh, all the all the money, uh, none of the money actually goes directly to us. We use it specific. We use it uh, exclusively to pay for things for the show, uh, things like new microphones, uh, things so that we can go to cons and meet new people and do interviews and make new stuff for you guys. Um, you guys did listen to our show. Maybe, I don't know, we could make things, uh, Al Dente Rick and Mortis is part of our unofficial podcast network. So, help, help us, help yourself, help us, help them. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and any, uh, other emails or any other, uh, things you'd like to get a hold of us with, um... You can also reach us at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. Uh, that's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. Or you can send us other suggestions for other creepypastas. Um, yeah, pretty well. Uh, anything we'll, we'll eventually get through because we have a small uh, queue going on right now. So uh, I guess until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I've been Dr. Leviathan. I'm still Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been El Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. Good night.